What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. And guys, obviously, um, listen, um, I just came on here uh, just to talk about uh, the Giants and, um, uh, you know, us, Jeff Kerr, another uh, another um, NFL beat writer, works for CBS Sports. He was saying he was saying something that shouldn't be a surprise to. That shouldn't be a surprise at all to any Giants fan. He was saying that um, the Giants, you know, he was saying that the Giants should tackle a crucial uh, should tackle crucial NFL off. You know, he was say, he was just saying that the Giants, you know, um, have a you know have a they're facing a huge decision with Daniel Jones. You know, um, you know. Um, and it's not a it's not a surprise, you know. Um, and obviously, you guys heard me uh, talk about Daniel Jones, how he wants forty three million dollars, you know, as his new contract. You know, um, you know it's, you know it, it sucks, you know. Um, but just seeing, just seeing everything this guy went through from his first year as a Giants quarterback. You know, going through the media, going through all, going through all the criticism, you know, going through all the hate that people were going, that people were uh, going at him for. But you know, um, you know, some people, you know, well, I mean, some people did criticize him because they, I mean, no, people, I mean, some people were critical of how he played, you know, um. Obviously, him turning the ball over a lot, you know, um, and, like, there's question marks, like, what, like, can the Giants find some answers to Daniel Jones' performance on the field, you know, um, they, and obviously, you know, Dave Gutterman didn't do Daniel Jones any favors whatsoever, he didn't give him a head coach, he didn't give him an offensive coordinator. You know, he didn't, you know, Daniel Jones, he wasn't given anything, you know. So, really, you know, this is really the first year of Daniel Jones because when you actually think about it, he wasn't given anything. So, you so you really you really never got to see what this guy was able to put on the field. You know, we just we just saw nothing but a Giants team that's been in that's been irrelevant for the past you know 11 to 12 years. The Giants haven't the Giants haven't made the postseason since the 2016 uh, since 2016. You know, and it, it sucks. You know, so I understand why Daniel Jones, I understand why he's doing this, because he wants to prove to everyone, you guys can keep talking smack, you guys can do whatever you want, because I am going to be here for the next how many years I want, you know, you guys are going to see what I can do with a great receiving core, with a good offensive line. And you guys are going to keep your mouths shut and they're going to stay shut because I just proved everyone wrong by literally leading a Giants offense 
that had the worst passing attack in the league, but one of the best running games in the league. And look what I did. And I was a part of that. Look at me. Over 700 yards rushing. I did all that. And I know you guys are going to keep on still talking down to me because you guys don't think I have what it takes to lead an offense that features a number one receiver, a receiver that actually can catch a ball. You know, like you guys hear me say it all the time. Your, your quarterback can't be successful without success around them. Look at Josh, look at Josh Allen before he has to find Dix. Look at, look at, look at Patrick Mahomes. You know, well, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, he was already put in a good situation. You know, he was put on an offense. You know, this is when Alex Smith got uh, got benched for Patrick Mahomes. He had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. He had a lot of weapons. Now the offensive line needed some building needed some building to do, but he was he was playing with one of the best coaches with one with one of the best offense coordinators, and he took the Chiefs. To four straight AFC championships. You know. Look at Joe Burrow. Look at Joe Burrow. When he ha- when he got Jamar Chase. When he got T Higgins. Joe Burrow. Became Joe Cool. He became Joe Shiesty. And took the Bengals. To their second AFC championship game. You know. That's what I'm talking about. And all those guys that I just mentioned, guys like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those guys are going to be getting a lot of money in the future. So Jalen Hurts, he's going to get a lot of money. You know, so it's very, it's, you know, this is what happens when you talk down on a guy who hasn't had a lot of help. But you see that he has help and you see what he can do on the field. And now Daniel Jones, he wants, he's going to test himself by getting all this money and trying to, and trying to be up there with the Patrick Mahomes, with the Joe Burrows, with the uh, Jalen Hurts, because he believes in himself. He believes that he can be, that he can play at the same level at the, as those top guys. And I like it. I like Daniel Jones' attitude. You know? You know, I like his attitude. You know, he's a very tough, he's a tough, smart young man. You know, and now that people see what he can do, people are still talking crap because people don't know if he can do. If he, no one knows what he can do. I think it's very clear to say Daniel Jones is the second best quarterback you know, in New York. I think it's easy to put Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, and then whoever the quarterback's going to be with the Jets. Either Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, who knows? You know, but Daniel Jones has proved to me personally that he can he can win. He play, He was playing with an offense that didn't have no talent besides Saquon Barkley. Darius Slayton showed up. Isaiah Hodgins showed up. You know? But he doesn't have a number one receiver. And he did all that. Wouldn't you a playoff game without a number one receiver? So, what? imagine what Daniel Jones can do if he has a number one receiver. Imagine what he could do behind a good offensive line. 
Now, obviously, Saquon Barkley's in question. We don't know if he's going to come back or not. If the Giants can't reach Daniel Jones' contract number, then they're going to have to franchise tag him. And that's going to obviously... We're going to see what's going to happen with Saquon. But that's all, that's all I'm saying. You know, um, but look. Obviously, the Giants have to be cautious with this guy. They have to be cautious with Daniel Jones if they wish to have long-term success, you know. And another thing is, another thing is this. If you want, like, if you, like, some people weren't going at Daniel Jones because some people weren't going on Daniel Jones. Most Giants fans were going at Dave Gutterman because he decided to draft Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins, who Dwayne Haskins, God rest his soul, he uh, he was he was someone that a lot of Giants fans wanted. Either it was him or Josh Allen, you know. And Dave Gutterman went out his way, and he clearly knew something that that some Giants fans didn't know. And we and people were totally forgetting. Like about the, the, what Daniel Jones was playing with, he he had nothing to play for. You know, he didn't have an offensive line. So basically, every that that four-year resume doesn't matter because he wasn't given anything. If he was given something, then it would have mattered. But he wasn't. Go and give Daniel Jones the supporting cast that Zach Wilson has. Go give Daniel Jones the supporting cast Derek Carr had. Go and get Daniel Jones a Devontae Adams and come talk to me. Go and get Daniel Jones a Garrett Wilson and come talk to me. You know, and I'll take Dan as look as much I like Zach Wilson. And I still think Zach Wilson has I still think Zach Wilson has the utility the utilities and the materials to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But with all due respect, I'm, I'm taking Daniel Jones over Zach, over Zach Wilson for now. Because Zach Wilson hasn't shown me anything that he can lead an offense. Daniel Jones, he's shown that. He handles the press well, you know, and he, you know, he can, he can lead, he can, he can, he can play well in New York. You guys hear me say it all the time. New York is not for every pro athlete. Every athlete can't succeed in the New York market because it's 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 hard. You gotta deal with the press every day. You know they're gonna be asking you tough questions, questions that you don't you really won't get. <coughs> it's tough. We don't know what's gonna happen. You know. Ugh, but look, I'll take Daniel Jones over Derek Carr. Derek Carr can't stay healthy. You know? You go and get Daniel Jones with Devontae Adams. Daniel Jones would be amazing if he had Devontae Adams. Who I think Devontae Adams is one of the one of the most arguably one of the most talented route runners and receivers in the NFL. You go and get Daniel Jones. Go and get Daniel Jones a receiver like that and come talk to me. You can't tell me if Daniel Jones had that with Saquon Barkley and Wondell Robinson and Darius Slayton or Isaiah Hodgins. We don't know what the Giants are going to do with uh, Darius Slayton. 
you know, and a really good tight end in Daniel Bellinger. You give him a good offensive line, come talk to me. But here's what, but back to what I was saying. Obviously, the Giants are entering a crucial offseason for their uh, for their franchise, thanks to the re- thanks to their rebuild being a year ahead of schedule. You know, um, the Giants. You know, I think it's pretty clear to say the Giants were the NFL's most surprising team this past season, going nine seven and one, winning a playoff game on the road to advance to the, uh, to the divisional round. While the Giants were surprised in 2022, you know, they did end the season 3-6-1 in their final 10 games. Look at New York. Look at the Giants don't have, look at the Giants, they don't have the luxury of, you know, possess, possessing a top 10 draft pick thanks to thanks to their overachieving uh, season. The Giants currently hold a 26th pick in the first round. And the friend, you know, the franchise you know, they're at a crossroads with two of their biggest offensive pieces and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, who are both free agents this offseason. The Giants have a choice to make with both of these guys. One, that will spur the direction of their upswing with head coach Brian Dayball. Do they pay Jones and Barkley? Will they give money to one and will they give money to one and not the other? Could they both could they uh could the Giants somehow let them both walk and rebuild the roster with the freed up money by allowing them to play elsewhere? You know, look at the Giants had you know they have to see how competitive it you know, you know, like New York has to see how competitive it thinks it can be in 2023 and beyond. As the divisional round uh demonstrated, the Giants clearly have a long way to go, you know, because you know. They have a long way to go to becoming an, an actual Super Bowl contender. You know, um, now look at if you're gonna ask me, can Daniel Jones or Barkley get them to that stage? I mean, look, I don't know. With I mean, with 46 million dollars in projected salary cap space, according to Over the Cap, and 21 unrestricted free agents, the Giants have some crucial decisions to make next month. You know, but look at, I've thought of a, I've, I've thought of a blueprint for how they should handle the, this offseason, making the 2023 roster better while building a strong foundation for the future. Look at, as much as I hate saying this, don't give, don't give Daniel Jones a long-term deal. You know, I mean, it stings to say that, and I understand we're in a quarterback's league, but here's why. If you're going to ask me, is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback for the Giants? Um, that remains to be seen because we don't know what he could do with a with a very good. I mean, look at we don't know what he could do with behind a behind a good offensive line with a good receiving core. Do I believe? Do I believe Daniel Jones can be a franchise quarterback for the Giants? Absolutely. Yeah, it's you know it's hard to ignore. He had the lowest interception rate in the league last season, which was one point, which was one point one percent. <clears throat> you know, Daniel Jones, guys, he had the career, he had a career high in completion percentage. And he had a career high 67.2% in completion percentage. 3,000 passing yards. And he had a passer rating of 92.5 while asking, while, 
also adding career highs in 708 rushing yards. And, you know, and seven rushing touchdowns, you know, he only had eight turnovers on the season, you know, by far, which was by far the lowest number of his career, which is amazing. You know, as the Giants didn't ask him to do too much with the offense as he became more comfortable with the system. You know, so Daniel Jones' playoff win over the Vikings, which a lot of people are going to say, oh, it was against Kirk Cousins. It was against a bad defense. It doesn't matter. We still beat a 13-win Vikings team, which had the Vikings had one of the best records in the NFC. You know, we still beat a really good Vikings team. You know, and... People gotta, people gotta understand that, you know, Daniel, so look, Daniel Jones playoff went over the Vikings, banged the drums for a long-term deal, right? As he finished with, he was amazing against the Vikings, 301, uh, he had three, he had over 300 yards passing and two passing touchdowns along with 78, uh, rushing yards in a seven, in a uh, 31 to a 24 victory, <clears throat> obviously against the Eagles in the divisional round. You know, Daniel Jones, he only had 135 yards and one interception along with a fumble. You know, struggling struggling behind a poor offensive line, you know, against one of the league's elite teams. You know, so look, if you're going to ask me, Justin, can you take can you take the Giants to, you know, can uh, can if you're going to if you're going to ask me, can Daniel Jones take the Giants to where they need to go? Look at it. Paying Daniel Jones franchise quarterback money and giving him more than two years would be a mistake. The Giants would be much wiser, in my opinion, to reach a two-year deal with Daniel Jones that pays him around 60 to $70 million. That way, they can further evaluate Daniel Jones and not give him the long-term commitment. You know? Look at it. Guys, Daniel Jones can still get paid while the Giants aren't stuck in financial hell with a bloated contract that lasts multiple years. You know, that you know, this literally gives Daniel Jones a chance to see if he can improve in year two with Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka, while the Giants can potentially draft a quarterback in 2023 or 2024 and groom him for the future. You know, I mean, ask the the, the uh, Detroit Lions. How their two-year experiment with Jared Goff worked out. You know, Jared Goff improved. And the Lions built a strong offense around the quarterback they plan to keep for the next several years. The Giants would be wise to copy this blueprint. You know? <coughs> you know, um, <clears throat> look at <clears throat> Okay, that was my first step. My second step... Franchise tag Saquon Barkley. Here's why. <clears throat> now, here's why. Look, at, if you're going to ask me, is this a risk by the Giants? Absolutely. Given Bar- obviously, given, given Barkley's declining health and how he appeared to uh, step slower in the divisional playoff loss to the Eagles, Saquon Barkley doesn't appear to have that second-level speed that, that literally made him the number two overall pick in the 2018, 2018 draft. But he's still the cog that makes the Giants' offense go. Tagging Barkley, who is still young, the man's only 26 years old. It's a you know, it's a slight pay raise for the Giants on one-year commitment they can afford with all the salary cap space they have available. The wide receiver market and free agency isn't great, you know. And Saquon Barkley is still a dynamic player when healthy, you know. 
I mean, the guy had 295 attempts for 1,312 yards, 10 touchdowns, no fumbles. You know, Saquon Barkley set a career high in rushing yards. Like I said, 1,000 like 1, rushing yards, 1,312 rushing yards in a Pro Bowl season, playing behind an offensive line that wasn't great, but wasn't bad also. Put Bar- like put Saquon Barkley in an, in an offense with playmakers at wide receiver, you know? And his receiving, num- his receiving numbers, which was 338 yards, zero touchdowns, will significantly increase as a receiver out of the backfield. You know... Look at the Giants. The, look at the Giants can afford to pay Barkley ten million dollars on a one-year commitment, avoiding the long-term deal while still using his strengths as a difference maker in their offense. They can use the 2023 season to decide if Barkley is worth giving top dollars. You know, uh, is worth giving a top dollar to in the future. You know, here's my third. Um, here's my third. Um, here's my third thing I gotta say. Look, bring back Richie James and Darius Slayton. And hear me out. You guys are going to be like, what the, what the hell are you talking about, Justin? Hear me out. Richie James and Darius Slayton weren't, look, they weren't different. They weren't difference makers in the Giants offense. But these two guys would be cost efficient and valuable death pieces on a playoff roster. Slayton, who's still very young, only 26 years old, has 700 plus yards and has averaged 15 plus yards per catch in three of his four seasons, proving himself as a valuable number two wideout in an offense. Richie James, still young, 27 years old, plays the slot receiver. Uh, he plays the slot receiver role very well, finishing with a career high 57 catches for 569 yards and four touchdowns as a reliable pass catcher for Daniel Jones. You know, look at doesn't you know look at it doesn't hurt the Giants to bring both. Darius Slayton and Richie James back. Look, I, hear me out. Keeping the, you know, keeping, you know, this report with Jones and the depth of the wide receiver group intact, both shouldn't cost much. And it also should allow the Giants to find a playmaking wideout in the draft or in a trade. Um, number four, um, sign Jillian Love to a long-term deal. No question. Here's why. This guy was one of the, he was one of the breakout players on the Giants uh, this season, notching a career high in 124 tackles. You know, only had, yeah, he only had one sack, six tackles for loss, and two interceptions. His coverage stats were good too, allowing a career low and, you know, allowing a career low in 66.7, uh, 66 uh, completion percentage, which is, which is pretty amazing, you know. As opposing quarterbacks had a 73.4 pass rating targeting him with three touchdowns. Now look at if you're gonna ask me, is Julian Love a franchise changing safety? Look at the Giants can find out with a player who you know the Giants can find out with a player who significantly improved in year one under Week Marindel's tutelage. As the former fourth round pick, you know, turned into a good NFL starter. Julian Love is only 24 years old, guys. So his best years are ahead of him. You know, so, you know, look at if there's, if there's any free agent, you know, the Giants should commit um, to long-term. It's Julian Love. He'll be snatched up quickly as a free agent bargain if the Giants let him walk. Number five, hear me out. Look, I don't care. I don't care anymore. 
I know about the offensive line. I know I know about all the center prospects I've been talking about, but I'm going to keep John Feliciano on the offensive line. Hear me out. The Giants have a good tackle in Andrew Thomas. We all, I think that's very obvious, you know. And a first-round pick in Evan Neal, who's heading into his second season. So, New York, you know, the Giants, you know, they're set on an offensive line that improved in 2022. Yet, still wasn't very good. The interior of the offensive line needs some work, but John Fluciano was solid in his first year with the team. You know, coming over as a reliable starter from the Bills, Feluciano started 15 games, the majority of them at center, allowing only he only allowed three sacks and 19 pressures. The pressure rate he only allowed was 3.6%, which was Feluciano's lowest in three years, showcasing how valuable he was in the Giants offense. You know, Feluciano was worth, he was definitely worth the 2.9% uh, $2.9 million the Giants paid him last season. Showcasing his versatility by playing center with the injuries New York had on the offensive line. Moving Feluciano back to guard should literally help the Giants offensive line improve it, improve in 2023. While New York can find other options to improve the other guard and center spot. And the aftermath. Look at The Giants should still have money in free agency to improve the offensive line. Search for a number one wide search for a number one wide receiver and patch up some other holes on the roster. That look at they won't be committing long term to Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Keeping their cap situation flexible after former GM Dave Gutterman literally put the entire organization in cap hell. That current you know that uh, current uh, GM Joe Shane has worked his way out over the, uh, the past year. Look at this team can use free agency and their projected 11 picks to, you know, to, and the Giants do have two projected compensatory picks to improve the roster and still remain competitive in the daunting NFC East. You know, while the division round may be hard to reach in 2023, minimal roster improvements, the Giants will be a better team in my eyes and set up to compete in the long run if things work out with Daniel Jones. You know, um, you know, New York, New York may have to take, they may have to take one step back with a better roster in 2023 to take two steps forward in 2024 and become a Super Bowl contender. The goal for the Giants is this, build that championship contender and not get caught up in the moment of a surprising 2022 season, you know? So look at, all I'm saying, so look at, look at this plan may not be the sexiest blueprint but it should breed long-term success for the franchise that hasn't experienced that in over a decade. So yeah, guys, that's, uh, that's my, uh, that's my blueprint, uh, for the New York giants and how they should, uh, uh, take care of all their problems going into this off season. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, I'll keep you guys updated, uh, about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, but until then guys, I'm out. Peace.